Hi, everybody. I'm not going to lie. I just had the craziest week of my life. And I'm so excited to just sit down and tell you everything about it. Everything about it. This episode is presented by Haagen-Dazs. It's love at first bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche Bar, featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream, swirled with thick, milky Dulce de Leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's Dawes. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try Opening Moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go on to it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. This past week, I went to my very first Met Gala. And this was just absolutely insane to me because ever since I was probably 15 or 16, I have been heavily keeping up with the Met Gala every single year, looking at the outfits, keeping up with the Met Gala drama. Like since I was 15 or 16, I've been obsessed with the Met Gala. Every year when it happens, I'm looking on Vogue.com to see what everybody's wearing and to form my own opinions. And it's always been my favorite event. With that being said, I never in a trillion years thought that I would be invited ever. Like, it just never crossed my mind as even a possibility. Even now, it still feels like a figment of my imagination. It feels like something that didn't even happen. It's so insane and mind-blowing to me. I think the reason why I really love the Met Gala is because it's truly the perfect event. It's a combination of a bunch of different types of celebrities and creative people mixed with the best designers and it's all in one place. You know, other events like the Oscars and the Grammys are more 
specific you know they're specifically about music or specifically about film whereas the Met Gala is kind of this pool of a bunch of different designers and a bunch of different creative people and a bunch of different celebrities and it's all in one place and it truly encapsulates pop culture in a way that I don't think any other event does and there's something about it that's just so entertaining and I just can't, I still just can't believe that I, that I was, I, that I went there. Like, wh- what the fuck? To be honest, I can't remember when I got the call from my team telling me that I was invited. I literally don't remember it. I don't remember what day I got the call. I don't remember what I was wearing. I don't remember what I thought immediately upon receiving the news. For some reason, I blocked all of that out of my head. I don't remember anything from the day that I found out that I was going. To be honest, I think I was genuinely in shock. And that's kind of weird for me because I feel like with most things uh, that have happened to me throughout my experience being on the internet, not a lot of it has shocked me in the way that this has. This truly threw me for a loop, okay? Because it just came out of nowhere and I just really was not expecting it. And it was something that I truly thought was impossible. So it was almost like something impossible coming true and that just shocked me beyond belief. So I really don't remember that day. I do not remember the day that I found out. But eventually you know, about a week after I found out, reality started hitting, right? You know, it was time to start preparing and it was kind of starting to become realer and realer and my fears started setting in, right? My first fear was that I didn't belong there, you know? This event had always had such a prestigious and almost ethereal presence in my mind. And obviously when I look at myself in the mirror, I just see me. And so my first fear was that I just wasn't going to fit in and that I just wasn't meant to be there. And I think part of me felt like I was going to be looked at as kind of a fool or I don't know I just was worried that I was going to stick out like a sore thumb in a way in a bad way right and people were going to be like why the fuck is she here Uh, that was my first fear my second fear was that I wasn't prepared enough you know like I haven't done a lot of red carpet events. I'm terrible at walking in high heels. I'm not the best at posing in front of paparazzi and press. You know, am I prepared enough to walk on a carpet of this level? Like, no, I'm not, you know? And that was my next fear. But my final fear was the largest of them all. And I haven't mentioned this part yet, but basically I was invited to the Met Gala to attend as a guest, but I was also invited to the Met Gala 
to interview celebrities on the red carpet for Vogue. So (laughs) I had this whole other added layer of fear because of that. I've never interviewed people before, ever. I don't even interview people on this podcast. So I was like, oh shit. Not only do I have to walk on this carpet and look like I have my shit together, but I also have to interview celebrities and pretend I have my shit together. This is a lot for mommy. This is a lot. You know what I mean? Um, I was really terrified of interviewing these people because I didn't want to let anyone down, you know? Vogue put their trust in me to interview people on the red carpet for their channel and by them doing that and by them choosing me, they're putting a lot of trust in me to do a good job. And if I fuck it up, you know, it's going to be really sad for me and sad for them and sad for people who want to watch the interviews and, and see what's going on. In years past, I loved watching all of the red carpet interviews, you know, and, and so I felt this immense pressure to do a perfect job for myself and for Vogue and for the people who wanted to watch it. And it was just overwhelming at first, you know, there was so much fear around the whole thing for me. But eventually I kind of got over the fear Um, and my perspective changed a little bit because the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know what? This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I do genuinely believe in myself deep down. You know, I'm somebody who tends to be very self-deprecating, but I also do generally believe in myself, you know? And so I knew that I was capable of doing it. I knew that. I just had to keep reminding myself of that and just remind myself that all I can do is do my best and worst case scenario, I fuck everything up and I never go to a Met Gala again, but guess what? All I can do is my best, you know? And so I kind of started to come to terms with the fear and I just kept reminding myself that I'm capable of doing a good job. And I just kept reminding myself of that over and over and over again. And eventually the fear kind of completely went away, which was great. And I just kind of started getting excited. I especially started getting excited when it was time to start coming up with the idea for the dress. My dress was designed by Nicola, who is the women's designer for Louis Vuitton. And he created a custom dress for me, which was a dream come true, truly. And it was just so cool because I have been working with them since I was extremely fresh in the fashion world. I still am fresh. Don't get me wrong. But the first fashion show I ever attended was a Louis Vuitton show. I've been working with them ever since. And they've been a part of every step of my fashion journey. And so it was just so perfect that 
they were the ones that dressed me for the event. What was really cool was that because we were going to be making a custom dress, you know, I got to have a say about what I wanted the dress to look like. And obviously it was a collaboration between me and Louis Vuitton and my stylist and my team. But I did definitely get a say. When Louis Vuitton asked me what I wanted the dress to be like, the first thing I said was, I want to look like a woman in this dress. For so long, I've been perceived by the internet and by people in my life and even by myself as a girl. Like I've always been perceived as a girl, as a teenager. But I'm 20 now and I really feel like I'm an adult now. And I wanted to show that at this event. And I wanted my dress to reflect that, to reflect that I'm no longer a teenager, you know? I'm no longer this little 16-year-old on the internet. Like, I'm a woman now, you know? And I wanted to feel mature and elegant and feminine and kind of dainty maybe even in this dress in the past I've always felt most comfortable you know wearing things that weren't super fancy weren't super elegant you know I've always felt most comfortable in things that were maybe a little bit more edgy or a little bit more tomboyish and that's always how I felt the most comfortable but as I'm getting older and as I'm maturing, that's starting to change and I'm starting to enjoy feeling fancy and dressing fancy and feeling like a woman. And I've never really felt like a respectable woman, you know? And I mean, I think that's probably because prior to now, I've always been a teenager and a young girl and I'm just now entering adulthood. But regardless, I've always just kind of felt like a joke almost. Not like a joke, but like I've always just felt like a little girl who nobody took seriously. And I wanted to feel like a respectable woman, you know, at this event. And so that was basically the messaging that I told to Louis Vuitton. And I said, you know, this is how I want to feel in this dress. I want to feel elegant. I want to feel feminine. And, you know, show me what you got. <laughs> like, let's see it. So I gave those notes to Louis Vuitton. And then they came back to me with two designs. And immediately I was drawn to one. It was perfect. It was exactly what I was thinking of and my stylist worked with Louis Vuitton to perfect the dress I worked with my stylist and Louis Vuitton to perfect the dress we were all working in conjunction on making this dress perfect you know there was like a few little tweaks that we wanted to make but pretty quickly 
the entire concept for the dress was done and then it was time to send it into production. I think the thing that was the most special about this dress for me was that it really did feel like my debut as a woman, you know? Because prior to now, I never felt comfortable in dresses. I never felt comfortable in high heels. I never felt me when I was fancy. It always felt wrong to me. I remember dressing up for high school dances and getting into dresses and heels and just feeling like a shell of a person. I remember feeling not like myself and I remember feeling so uncomfortable and weirdly less confident. I know that that sounds so backwards, but for me in the past, dressing up and being fancy actually made me feel insecure and being in sweatpants and a sweatshirt made me feel the most myself and the most confident. But now, you know, I'm at a place in my womanhood where I feel confident and comfortable in almost anything. Finally, I feel comfortable and confident in sweatpants and in a fancy dress and high heels. I finally reached a point where my confidence has less to do with outside variables like what I'm wearing and it has all to do with how I'm doing on the inside and my confidence is harder to shake now than it's ever been and that was really exciting to me I really wanted to show that to myself and to the world that I'm a big girl now <laughs> you know this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone. But talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because... I like having an empty backpack. It just feels better and my quality of life is better. When you need to talk and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go onto it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. 
If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. I really think that me showing up in a fancy dress and still feeling like myself really proved to myself that I'm maturing and that was really cool, you know, and that I'm becoming more comfortable with myself. My parents always used to tell me when I was younger that the older you get, the less you give a fuck about what people think and the more consistent that your confidence becomes. And I remember always being like, shut up, you guys, like shut up. But it's really true. Like, when I was younger, my confidence was so all over the map. Do you know what I mean? I would have to be in a perfect situation to have confidence, right? Like I'd have to be around the right people wearing the right outfit and in the right headspace to feel confident when I was younger. Whereas now it feels like my confidence is pretty consistent, you know, no matter who I'm around and what I'm wearing or what I look like in that given moment. Because I just give less of a fuck now than I used to. And it's so freeing. A lot of people really romanticize your teen years. You know, they say that that's the peak of life. I completely disagree. Because when I was a teenager, my mind, body, and spirit were all over the fucking map. Okay, they were a mess. Nothing was aligned. It was a mess. And generally my emotions were all over the place and I was not that happy. You know what I mean? There were so many feelings and lessons to be learned constantly in my teen years. And although I'm still very young, even just turning 20, I'm starting to realize how things are really leveling out and becoming a lot more chill, you know, and consistent. My emotions are becoming a lot more consistent and my confidence is becoming more consistent. And I truly owe that to every single year I've lived on this planet and every single year of wisdom that I've gained while being on this planet. I wouldn't have been able to show up to this event with confidence and comfort like I did without every single year of life that I've lived leading up to this moment. And I wouldn't have been able to do this when I was 18, you know? I would have completely had a meltdown. But I think that this event came at a perfect time in my life because I'm finally crossing the bridge into adulthood. And I'm just now starting to reap the benefits of that. And I think that becoming an adult is actually really exciting because the confidence and wisdom that you have allow you to do things that are really exciting that you maybe wouldn't have been able to do when you were younger because you just didn't have the resources. That was a huge thing that was brought to my attention when I attended this event. And I just thought that that was really cool, you know? So anyway, fast forward to about two weeks ago from right now. I had my very first fitting in the dress. The fitting was in Paris. 
And I remember the first time I saw the dress, like the only thought I had was just like, this is exactly what I expected. Like, this is exactly what I pictured in my head. This is perfect. Let's just get this on my body and see if it works. You know what I mean? Like, let's just hope that it fits. Um, and it was perfect. I mean, it was a, it, it was perfect. I immediately was in love with it. All of the pieces fell together. It was seamless. It was great. There were barely any fixes that we needed to make to the dress. It was very, very smooth. And I was so grateful for that. After that fitting in Paris, I flew to New York because the Met Gala is in New York. And then it was go time. From the time I landed in New York to the time that the Met Gala was, I was preparing. And it was crazy because the amount of prep that went into one red carpet event blew my mind. There were meetings. There were fittings. There were nail appointments, hair appointments. Like there was so much prep that went into this. And it was kind of hilarious to me. Like I almost had this moment where I woke up in the middle of all this prep and I had like this moment of realization where I was like, all of this for one event? I've I'd never prepared so heavily for something in my life. And I was like, how funny is it that people who attend the Met Gala prepare this much just to walk on a red carpet for like seven minutes and then eat dinner. Like it, it, it was just like mind blowing to me how much prep went into it. But the good thing about it was that it kind of forced me not to think about the event itself. I was so consumed by preparing that I was barely even thinking about the fact that the event was even going to happen. And so I actually got weirded out at one point because I felt so chill about the whole thing. The week leading up to it, I was like, why am I not nervous? I feel like I was more nervous months leading up to it. But when it came down to the final week before, I was not nervous. And it was so weird. Everybody was like, are you freaking out? And I was like, no. And I don't get why. And it was especially weird because as you guys know, if you listen to this podcast often, I talk about a lot that I have anxiety. But weirdly, I wasn't anxious about this event. And I think in retrospect, it was because I was so distracted by preparing that I didn't even have time to sit down and get anxious, you know? Um, and I thought that there was something wrong with me because I felt really numb about the whole thing. I just almost didn't feel anything the week leading up to the event. I felt nothing. I felt numb. I was excited, but I was also just numb. And it was weird because I felt like I was supposed to be having anxiety and I wasn't. And it was weird. But I was also relieved because I was like, okay, the less anxiety I have to deal with, the better. But I was like, why am I not having a panic attack every night about this? It was so bizarre to me. But the anxiety and panic didn't really come until the last hour before I went. That's when things started to pick up and my brain started imploding. It was almost like my brain couldn't comprehend the fact that I was going. And so it just shut off and felt nothing. 
and was just numb. But then the hour before I left, it all came crashing down. My brain was like, okay, wait, this is actually happening now. Now it's time to get anxious. I am not going to lie when I was walking out of my hotel room after getting ready and I was all in my outfit and all of that. That's when I started to get anxious. I was the most anxious in the elevator. I remember that's when it hit me. I'm in the elevator about to get in the car and I was like, oh my God, I am so scared. And in the car, I felt a little bit better because I was like, okay, I have a little car ride to relax before I have to, you know, do the thing. So then I felt a little bit better. But then when I got out of the car, I got anxious again. And everything happened so fast. It all happened so fast. From the second that I woke up on the day of the event to the time that I went to sleep that night, it was go, go, go. Um, and I was just kind of running on adrenaline and like excitement um, and nervousness all at once. My first impression of the event itself was that it was a lot less scary than I expected. I expected it to be so much more hectic, but it really wasn't that bad. I just, I walked out, you know, there were all the cameras everywhere. I was like, okay, I'm a deep breath. Just, you know, do the three poses over and over again that you know how to do. Try not to trip while wearing your high heels and everything's going to be fine. Um, It is funny how the red carpet is on stairs, which is so funny because everybody's wearing these extravagant outfits and it's so hard to walk in them for most people for me it was like easy but for most people you know their outfits are like crazy and heavy and like hard to maneuver in and yet the carpet is on stairs so that makes it a lot more scary right but I wasn't that scared because I was like this is my dress is easy to walk in you know I'm not great at walking in heels but I can do it you know um it was really not that scary. And I I honestly, my anxiety shows itself physically sometimes with like shaking really bad or like my heart beating really fast. That happens to me kind of a lot in at really awkward times. Um, like if I'm meeting somebody for the first time, that will tend to happen to me. And it's so embarrassing because I like, I'll be meeting somebody for the first time and I'll like give them a hug and I'll be shaking a little bit and I'll be like, fuck, I just want this to turn off. You know what I mean? But luckily I didn't have any of that. My body had no physical reaction. I wasn't sweating. I wasn't shaking. My heart wasn't beating. And I was so happy. I was like, thank God. I just like, I felt nervous in my brain, but in my body, like I didn't. And so that was really great. I didn't have a physical reaction and I was so relieved. Um... I took the photos for like seven minutes. I did some interviews with some press outlet people. And then I headed up to the top of the stairs and I set up to do my interviews and I was feeling pretty good. Um, The first interview I did, I was a little bit awkward, I'll say. I don't remember who it was, but I the first interview I did, I was like, oh, God. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I am whatever. And the hardest thing for me was like remembering to put the microphone close to the person that I was interviewing's mouth. 
I felt very awkward about that. I was like, am I getting into their personal space? I feel weird. Um, And I also kept forgetting to put it close to their face. So it was this combination of me feeling awkward doing it, but then also forgetting that I even had to do it in the first place. But I got the hang of it by like the fifth interview. And everybody was so nice. You know, I wasn't really nervous to meet anybody because to be honest, I, you know, it's like everybody's just a human being. I was like, we're all, it's not that deep, you know, like, this is just supposed to be fun and there's no need to be nervous or to be feel intimidated by anybody. Like I just wanted to enjoy it and just not overthink it. And I luckily succeeded at that. It was also interesting because I do have a little bit of social anxiety and I have a really hard time like, you know, being around people for long periods of time and like my social battery gets drained really easily. So that was another reason why I was really nervous about doing these interviews because I was like, I get drained by social interaction very quickly. Um, So I don't know how this is going to go and I don't know if I'm going to hit a wall at a certain point and freak out or whatever. But the truth of the matter was every conversation was really short and it wasn't too long. It was all very brief and short and sweet, but really fun. But nothing dragged on too long to a point where I I felt uncomfortable. You know, it was like when it comes to things like interviews, they're very quick and just fun and to the point. And so it actually wasn't as bad as I thought. And it wasn't as intimidating as I thought because it wasn't like I was having to have a two hour heart to heart with somebody. It was like, let's just talk about the event and your look for, you know, five minutes and then say our goodbyes. And that was comfortable for me because I can do small talk. You know what I mean? I can do small talk all day long, you know, without getting super uncomfortable or anxious. I just get really uncomfortable with hanging out with people for like a long period of time. That's when I tend to get uncomfortable is when I'm at an event or something and I'm talking to someone for like an hour, but maybe I don't want to be in the conversation anymore or maybe the conversation is in a place where I don't want it to be. Like that's when I tend to get anxious and emotionally exhausted is like navigating longer conversations. But because the interviews were short, I felt super comfortable because they weren't super deep or emotionally exhausting um as much but I still did get emotionally exhausted by the end like by the time I was done with my last interview I had been interviewing for like three and a half hours four hours I think it was three and a half hours and it was time to go into the event and into the dinner and I was like oh my god I don't know if I (laughs) I was like I'm ready to go lay down like I am ready to go lay down um but of course I was like excited so I went in and To be honest, I kind of got what I wanted. I didn't really talk to many people because I was so excited to eat dinner because I I was like, I hadn't really had time to like drink water or eat a snack while I was interviewing. I was so hungry and so thirsty. So I was like, okay, being social is my last priority. And I'm, I'm not, I do not have any desire to strike up a conversation in here right now. I'm just starving. So I ate, all was good. Um, the food was delicious. There were some really cool performances, which was so cool. And the overall experience was, you know, just really cool. It wasn't as intimidating, though, as I expected. Like, I expected to walk into the 
room for dinner, right? And it to be super intimidating, but it just felt like a restaurant. It felt like a restaurant with just like a bunch of people in it. And and that was it. And it didn't feel scary. Um, And it didn't also feel like anything I hadn't experienced before. I think I expected to walk into the room and feel like, you know, I was in another world, but it just felt normal. It felt normal to me, which was weird. I, I don't know why I expected it to be like this scary thing, but it, it just ended up literally feeling like I was in a restaurant, which was great. It just felt comfortable. Um, and I would say that my overall takeaway from the whole thing is that it's an amazing event. You know, it, it has, I love how it's technically like a fundraiser for the Metropolitan Museum. I think that that's really cool because the museum is beautiful and there's so much incredible art inside and just being in there. I've never been in there before. Actually, it was my first time stepping foot into the Metropolitan Museum. And there I got to see a lot of the art just because, you know, I had to walk through the building quite a few times. And it was so awesome to like see the museum. It's such an awesome museum. If you're ever in New York, I really think you should go. I'm not somebody who's a huge museum gal, but this kind of changed my mind because just walking through it and seeing just a handful of the art that they have to offer was so cool and like so awesome. Like it was awesome. I can't explain it, but it was just really cool. And I loved looking at it. Like I kind of started to understand why people like going to art museums, you know, for a second I was like, okay, wait, maybe now I get it. But the event's great. You know, it's super fun and exciting to see different looks and I obviously love observing fashion and I think a lot of people do whether they are super involved in fashion or not I think it's just fun to see what people wear and to form you know your own opinion and I think that that's really fun and exciting and I think that's why the event is so fun and it was so incredibly humbling to get to go myself and I really did have a great time and you know, the whole thing, as much as it is this crazy prestigious event, it is really when it comes down to it, it's just a bunch of human beings dressing up in costumes and walking in a straight line, getting their photo taken and then eating dinner. And that's really what it is. And I think that that's not a negative thing. That's just the truth of it. It's just it's not. I always felt like these sorts of events were almost like ethereal and mysterious and I I felt like it was going to feel more unfamiliar to me like I felt like it was going to feel like something I had never experienced before but everything was very familiar in a weird way like I can't explain that very well I'm struggling but it it felt very human it didn't feel super ethereal and supernatural almost like how I felt it would feel you know it was like I see people walking and you know everybody's adjust adjusting their outfits as they're walking you know getting their pictures taken and you know people are nervous and they're you know like you can see it in their faces and it, it felt human and I thought that that was really cool and inside of the dinner everybody was just sitting at their table eating and talking and it just felt very human 
And that was comforting and cool to see because I think that we as humans put, you know, celebrity culture on this pedestal. And at the end of the day, it it's crazy how human it is. And as somebody who has always looked at the Met Gala specifically as this sort of ethereal, not human event, it was really interesting to see how truly human it really was. And that was my main takeaway was that it's it's just a bunch of people in a room eating dinner. And that's really what it is. And I think that that's really cool. But also, the feeling of being there was crazy. And I just have to say, I, I really, really, from the bottom of my heart, want to take a second and just really thank you guys for supporting me from the time that I started on the internet to now and just being there for me and just watching me grow and growing with me, truly. And I met so many of you guys while I was in New York and so many of you, you know, talked to me about the podcast and said, you know, that you enjoyed it. And and that just truly means so much to me. And I wish I could, I, I am getting choked up right now even talking about it because all I've ever wanted is just to, oh my God, I'm getting choked up. <laughs> I'm not going to cry. I mean, luckily you can't see me, so that makes it easier. But all I've ever wanted to do was make content on the internet. I hate the word fucking content. All I've ever wanted to do was make things that make people feel understood and empathized with and I've always just wanted to have the most intimate relationship with you guys that I possibly can and I've always wanted to just create things that make people feel good and that are fun and lighthearted and I just have always want like my goal with all of this is to make someone's day better in any fucking possible way that's all I care about that's all I care about and I value the relationship that I have with you guys more than you know. I'm so incredibly grateful. And the fact that I've been able to connect with you guys through the internet, even though we you know, don't always get to meet face to face, the fact that I've been able to grow a relationship virtually with you through a microphone or through a camera is the most, one of, it's, it's my, one of my most prized possessions in life is that. And I know that this whole episode has been extremely narcissistic. I'm just talking about myself and and my experience at the event. And I'm sorry, I promise next episode we will get back to talking about you guys. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I felt I literally halfway through recording this, I had this thought in the back of my head. I was like, I am being such a narcissist right now. I'm just literally talking about me. And it felt so wrong, but also I just like wanted to document this moment in time and share this experience with you guys. So I'm just, give me this one episode to be a narcissist. I promise we'll go back and not, I will literally, it's done after this. I, I promise. But anyway, um, I lost my train of thought, but I just wanted to say how grateful I am for our relationship and connection and for your constant support. And I truly felt like 
I've never been more loved on the internet than I have this weekend. And just seeing, you know, everybody, you know, all of you were so incredibly nice to me and proud of me and, you know, excited with me. And it just was the most magical. That was what was so magical about this whole thing was really feeling the love from all of you more than I ever have because I was meeting so many of you, but then also, you know, I was receiving so much love about me attending the event and I just felt so truly like loved by the internet and it was so fucking incredible and I and I I could literally cry talk like talking about it like I'm getting choked up but I I just I I felt so grateful and I I I wish I could explain how grateful I feel but I'm just so fucking, I'm literally going to start crying. I have to stop. <sighs> okay. Thank you from the bottom of my fucking heart for not only getting me here to being able to attend this event, but for being the most loving people and just supporting me and being there for me through it all. I cannot thank you enough, but I actually have to stop <laughs> before I start crying. Like I'm actually on the verge of tears and I don't know how my crying voice sounds and I'm going to avoid crying again because I've already cried about this in the most happy way possible, but I am going to not try to not cry again. Um, anyway, so that was the, that was the Met Gala experience. I did end up, uh, after the event, I did end up going back to my hotel. I changed into pajamas and then I went to a few of the after parties. And to be honest, I really have a hard time with parties. I just don't ever really have fun. So I only really went for a f- an hour or so. And then I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm ready for bed. I had, I, I socialized a lot tonight. I'm over it. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. So I went to bed probably the earliest out of everybody that night, which was great. Um, and now I'm back in LA and life is back to normal and here we are. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try Opening Moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Okay, let's get into some questions. I asked you guys on the Twitter to ask me questions about my experience. 
and you guys delivered. So the Twitter is at AG Podcast if you ever want to ask questions and participate in the episodes. Let's get into the questions. Somebody said, how was it meeting so many famous people? You know, it's funny. I really don't look at celebrities any different anymore. And I, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Obviously, there are some celebrities that I admire and am excited about. Um, I would say one of the highlights for me was I got to interview Casey Musgraves. And she's the most she's one of my favorite artists ever. And I was losing it. I was so excited. Like, yes, I like so I was excited. But at the same time, I, I still look at her as a like normal human being because because I've been on the Internet for so long and I've run into different celebrities here and there randomly throughout this experience, just like living in LA and, you know, different events and stuff. Like, I just started to realize that they're just normal people. And so, which I know is so, cli- it is the most fucking cliche thing to say, but it, re- I'm sorry, it's true. I like look at human beings as a human being and I base how I feel about them based on their personality and like how they are in real life. And I kind of look at celebrities and their presence on the internet as a separate entity from like who they are in person. You know what I'm saying? Um, And so I wasn't nervous because it was almost like I was meeting people like anyone, I was just meeting anyone. And it, it, yes, they might have more followers on Instagram, but like I was kind of meeting them with the same sort of baseline feeling that I have when meeting any new person, which is just like blank slate. And they can paint the picture as like who they are to me in real life. And I'm going to judge from there. You know what I mean? And I'm going to base my opinion from there generally and so because I go into all of it with such like a neutral headspace it was really not that crazy to me because you know we're all just human beings and so it's obviously super cool especially when you admire what someone does but at the same time it wasn't that scary because I just look at everybody like you know they're like I don't put anyone on a pedestal anymore so it wasn't that scary or crazy somebody said do you have any met gala bathroom tea okay this is such a bummer but apparently the met gala bathroom is like where the party happened it's like where it where it's at but i never had to pee and the bathroom is literally a seven minute walk away from where the dinner is so I was a little bit too lazy to walk all the way over there to check it out. So I never went to the bathroom. But hopefully if I get invited again, I will check that out. I would say that, you know, this was because this was my first time going. I definitely didn't cover all my bases. Like I didn't go to the bathroom and see, you know, what goes on in there. I didn't talk to as many people as I probably would have if it was like my fifth Met Gala. You know what I mean? Um, I was just trying to eat like literally I'm not kidding I got in there and I was just and I just sat down and started eating like that's that's literally all I did everybody else is like in the bathroom like going crazy and like socializing and stuff and I, I was literally just eating like that's the whole that's all I did the whole dinner um 
I have no regrets. The food was delicious, but like that's the truth of the matter. I maybe had a less interesting experience than everyone else because I was just kind of like chilling at the table and just, you know, not being too social. But anyway, somebody said, how was it talking to people, you know, from social media and seeing them in person? I was nervous about this beforehand because there are so many people I followed and even some people that I had a mutual follow with, you know, that I was going to meet for the first time. And I was like, okay, are we going to like in LA sometimes in particular, you know, you meet someone that you follow on Instagram and sometimes people pretend that they don't know you. It's weird. So I wasn't sure if that was going to be the vibe. Everybody that I met that I followed on Instagram that whatever in general, everybody was so nice. There was no awkwardness. There was no acting like we didn't know each other. You know, everybody was so cool in that way and polite. I honestly was shocked at how sweet everybody was. I, I don't think I met one person that wasn't really, really just genuinely cool. Somebody said, who is your favorite outfit? I would have to say I really loved, I really loved, I loved so many. I loved Rosalia's outfit. Hers was so cool. I really loved Hunter Schaefer's outfit. That was incredible. Uh, Kendall Jenner's dress was just fucking amazing. Kim Kardashian's look was amazing. I loved how she was wearing, if you didn't see, she was wearing like, an all black outfit that covered even her face. Like you couldn't see. It was like she was a shadow almost. It was so sick. Um, oh my God. Saweetie looked amazing. I loved hers. Oh, I loved Megan Fox's. I honestly loved everybody. Like everybody looked gorgeous and amazing. I like that was another thing. I've never seen that many just genuinely gorgeous people in my life. Like everybody was just dressed up to the nines and had been preparing for days and like it just was like so crazy to see you know everybody just fully dressed up to their absolute ability and it was like crazy to see that many people dressed up to the nines in one place it was like very cool it was like everybody just was so every it was like a show you know what I mean like it was like art almost and it was that was just crazy it was very like moving to see that many people just looking and feeling, you know, their most beautiful and whatever that meant to them. And that was just really cool. Last but not least, last question of the day, somebody asked me, what do you think is the biggest misconception about the Met Gala? I honestly think that the biggest misconception would be number one, that everybody there is an asshole. Because that's definitely not true. Everybody is just there trying to have fun and just trying to have a friendly, pleasant experience. I didn't feel like there was any competitiveness or weirdness or, you know, pretentiousness. It was just everybody was so kind and humble. And I think that that was really cool to see and definitely something that I don't think people would expect. But the other thing was that, you know, it's also a very, it's, it's, it's still, it's what I said earlier about the event being some sort of ethereal out of body experience it felt very human and it was just a very human event. Everybody was just being themselves and yes, everybody was all dressed up and yes, you know, we were in a beautiful museum, but at the end of the day, it was just a bunch of people in crazy outfits and it felt still very normal and comfortable and it wasn't 
overly intimidating in any way or anything like that. It was comfortable. And I think that that was really interesting to me because I just did not expect that. Um, And everybody was just super down to like talk to whoever and hang out. And it was just awesome. I mean, it was very chill, even though I, again, at dinner was not as social as I probably should have been, but whatever. But anyway... Thank you guys again for everything. I love you all so much. I'm so appreciative of you guys more than you know. And thank you for all of the love and support. You guys are the best. I'm so grateful. This is a moment that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. And I'm just excited and glad that I got to share the experience with you and tell you the story and the real truth behind it. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, you can follow Anything Goes on any platform that you stream podcasts. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it and I read them all the time and they're always very touching and you can follow Anything Goes on Twitter at AG Podcast. That's all I got to say. I love and appreciate you guys more than you know and I'll say it a million more times and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. We will talk soon.